Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 or 12.50 a.m. The Fan in Milwaukee, along with Ryan Horvath, Bet MGM tonight. Trista Crick and Nick Ashu, uh, weeknights on Bet MGM tonight. And uh, always fun, always entertaining. You kind of keep an eye on them while the games are going on. Find out the bets that you can make with inside the game where they're kind of thinking uh, who's winning, who's losing, the pain, the agony these guys are going through if they're losing, and the joy that they're all uh, enjoying uh, if they are winning as well. I uh, got to talk about uh, the NFL and the Green Bay Packers. That's what we do here on Curd and Long. And Jason Wildey of uh, the Wisconsin State Journal, ESPN Milwaukee, uh, with a story coming out on Jordan Love. And in this, uh, taking this right from uh, Wildey's uh, Twitter account uh, last night, at 12 returns in 2023, Love said he and his agent will, quote, talk about, end quote, what's next. 12 would have sought a trade in 2008 had Favre not retired. Uh, opinion doesn't equal news. Read the story. Love was candid and engaging. And he was responding to some dude um, on Twitter named yeah. uh, Packer Pete that was going after Wildy. Th- this is the thing. So you're talking about a 50 year option of like $20 million or something like that if they were to pick this up. So you'd have next year at the standard couple million, whatever. Um, and then that 50 year option would be around 20 million or somewhere in that area. And What's funny about this is literally we recorded our podcast on Friday and Ryan pretty much did the whole, this is what I would do if I was Jordan Love. This is the thing. So the Packers are in a situation now, in my mind, where you have to negotiate an extension with Jordan Love long term and to try and figure this out. And the other thing that has to happen is Rodgers, in my opinion, has to be brought into the room on all of this. Like, there's going to have to be a coming to Jesus meeting with 12. That is, I need to know when this is over. Like, you've got to give me an idea. Like, if you plan on playing the next two or three years, okay, then you've got to tell me, okay, my last year is 2024, whatever the case may be. I got to have an idea here because I want to keep Jordan Love and I don't want to lose Jordan Love. I don't want to trade you. I want you to play till you're done, but I need to not have an idea. And then hopefully 12 plays ball. Uh, and gives you an idea like next year's my last year. I don't want to make public. I don't want to farewell to her. I'm going to play it out. I'll say yeah. all year. I don't know what I'm doing. And then at the end of the year, after the last game, I'll announce my retirement and Jordan Love can be the guy or whatever it is going forward. If Jordan Love is a starting quarterback in his fifth year at 20 million, I'm okay with that. Like that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. I'm okay with 20 million. You know, if he yeah. averages 20 million over the course of his extension, 
I'm fine with that too. When you look around the National Football League and what a lot of these guys are making, if that's what the number is and he's the starter for the Packers and we don't have to worry about drafting another quarterback for the foreseeable future, then by all means, give him a three- or four-year contract extension at $20 million a year if you – Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur believe he is the starting quarterback of the future for the Green Bay Packers. If you don't, then trade him. I mean, it, it's simple. It all, it all comes down to what they believe he is and then getting an answer from Rodgers. That's the most difficult part as far as how much longer he wants to play because probably five weeks ago before the Christian Watson uh, emerged – Mm-hmm. Rodgers was probably like, dude, I'm not going through this again next year. Dude, I, do I really want to go through this again next year? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden he looks at that wide receiver room, just like Ryan Horvath, who wasn't high in the wide receiver room at the beginning of the year as this was going on, and now seems uh, sees a much brighter future for the wide receiver room. So I'm sure Rodgers sees it the same way, like, hey, I could play so I could play a little bit longer here. I got some young wide receivers that are growing with me, and we could be pretty good. I might have a chance to win another Super Bowl or two. Maybe he looks at it and goes, I want to play five more years. You know, maybe that's where he's at right now with these own wide receivers. But the mm-hmm. Packers have to find that out, Ryan. Yeah, man. And, like, let's be honest. I know Rodgers, hey, how close were you to retiring? Oh, I thought about it. I don't think he's ever been close to retiring. And, I am I mean, these, this, these are words that are coming out of his mouth. But I just – I don't see him hanging it up, especially if they miss out on the playoffs. And I know we're going to talk about the playoff possibilities here the next couple of weeks, especially with the Rams coming up and then a big game against Miami. But, um, you know – there's also there's a really good chance they're obviously not going to the postseason so the season's going to end a little bit earlier I mean they need to have these discussions immediately and I get you know the season when it's over it's a very violent sport so you kind of have to you know rehab get your body back in order after taking a beating this season especially the beating that Rodgers has taken this season you know he's gonna have to heal up but come on man by July August you know are you are you ramping up for an NFL season or are you ramping up for retirement he's going to know these things. So like you said, they're going to have to all sit down. They're going to have to have a meeting here because if he's thinking about hanging it up, I think it's a no brainer. You're bringing back Jordan love, even if you're going to draft somebody or, you know, you're going to sign a free agent to back up Jordan love. Like you want to have that decision made up going into the summer. Right. And so I completely agree. And I understand what Jordan Love's saying in this interview that he does with Jason Wilde. I thought it was really honest, and he talks about the guys that he was in the same class as. We watched two of them last night, and Tua and Justin Herbert. And uh, those guys, you know, you're not going to get better sitting on the sideline, holding the clipboard, wearing the headset, helping prep Aaron Rodgers and the scout team every single week. And I know – No, 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 I disagree. You can get better, but you're eventually going to reach your ceiling of how much better you can get. You can learn so much through that process, and then at some point maybe you tap out, and now you have to play to take the next step. There's just nothing like live game reps, though. You know what I mean? Like without a defensive end trying to decapitate you. There's just – you can't replicate that. You can't can't like do that. Even in the preseason, it's just – it's not as fast. It's just much different. So, like I understand where Jordan Love's coming from because like we talked about, man, like look at the quarterback situation going on in Atlanta right now where Marcus Mariota's being benched. Brock Purdy's winning games for the San Francisco 49ers. Jordan Love has to be watching this saying, I could do this. I'm jealous of the guys that get to do this because he's almost – this has almost been like a college experience now where he's sat for four years and hasn't played football eventually he's going to want to play the game so yeah I think the Packers are going to have to make a decision it seems like a no-brainer to bring him back but at the end of the day like does he want to be back because he wants to start games he doesn't want to be 27 years old I know there's some good stories like Mike White for the Jets getting an opportunity at 28 and Geno Smith having a career year at 27 but 
like that's not the NFL anymore. You know, it's not like Favre and Mark Brunel and those guys sitting for years. You just don't really see it. You know, these guys get forced into action immediately. And and, and that's kind of how you decide if they're your guy or not. Joe Burrow, Tua, Herbert, you know, like I understand where Jordan Love's coming from. But at the end of the day, it's all this comes down to is Aaron Rodgers coming back or is he coming back next year, the year after that? But he's going to have to make a decision. He can't do the Brett Favre thing. Uh, he's going to have to have his decision made up at the end of the year, whether he's getting ready to come back and be the starting quarterback next year and that's the thing like he just signed a three-year extension this should be this shouldn't even be a question he should right. be back next year so and that's yeah. pretty much what what Gooden could said in his press we're like do we just yeah. give him all this money last year why are we having this conversation well and you're that, having a conversation because Rodgers won't say if he's coming back next year or not he keeps saying oh I'm figured out about it at the end at the figured out at the end of the year which again is so Brett Favre like it's ridiculous so let's let's say this let's say that the Packers and Jordan Love come to the understanding that they're going to move Jordan Love yeah Where's he going? I mean, the first team that comes to my mind is the Saints because they clearly do not have an answer uh, at the quarterback position. So they're not moving. They're they're looking for a quarterback here of some sort. Mm-hmm. The Texans are, but they got one. So they're drafting a quarterback. They're not trading for Jordan Love. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bears, no. The Lions yeah. have completely said they're in behind Jared Goff now going forward. Just read that story. Was it yesterday or whatever? So it doesn't appear they're looking for a quarterback at this point in time. Kirk Cousins forever in a day in Minnesota. So I don't know if they'd be willing to trade for, for Jordan Love at this point. So where where Washington maybe? Maybe Washington would be interested in Jordan Love if they're not still on Taylor Heineke? Maybe? I don't know. Everybody wants to say the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and maybe the Colts are the team that end up doing it because he's not a rookie. He's still younger. But what kind of compensation am I giving up for Jordan Love? A fourth? Maybe. See? Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
And that's the thing. And also look at this quarterback class, which I know now everybody's more excited for next year because you have Caleb Williams, you have Drake May and all those guys. But still this year, you know, I'm seeing some mock drafts that have Bryce Young going as the number one overall pick. I don't know about that. He's like six foot, 185 pounds. And I think C.J. Stroud's about the ball out. And I think that they're live to beat Georgia, which I know everybody's calling me crazy. But like if C.J. Stroud has a Justin Fields type college football playoff, you know, performance, he's going to be the number one overall pick. Then Bryce goes the number two. Will Levis is coming out i'm not as high on him but i mean everybody is he's big he's tall he's strong anthony richardson who i really don't like from florida he's a project man but here's the thing like if you need a quarterback and you're one of these teams that you're talking about you know maybe we're looking at like some of these middle of the road teams like the jets they don't have a quarterback and they're not going to be picking in the top 10 because what are they doing they just drafted zach wilson where and you're giving up on him in year two Exactly. See, with Zach Wilson, I could see that being the case, not because like they don't want another year to evaluate what he does on the field. I feel like that locker room, especially if you're reading like the New York Post today, they're talking about they would go to war for Mike White. He went back yep. into that game in the fourth quarter, man. He could barely move. Like, that's the thing. Quarterbacking, it's more just about like Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is the more talented quarterback than Heineke in Washington, but Wentz is not liked in that locker room. Like, guys want a guy you know, that they'll go to war with. And, and Jordan Love seems like he's the perfect teammate. But, like, that's the problem, man. Like, these bad teams that we're talking about, why are you going to trade for Jordan Love? What are you going to give up for Jordan Love? Why, like, you, you haven't even had the chance to fully evaluate Jordan Love over other than, you know, a second-half game against the Eagles, a start against the Chiefs in which he wasn't really prepared. Why wouldn't you just draft your guy at 23, 24 years old? Why are you going to trade away for a guy 26, 27 that you're then going to have to pay when you could have somebody on a rookie deal and then try to win like that like look at what the Bengals did man they went to the Super Bowl year two with Joe Burrow because they were able to have the most expensive offensive line they haven't had to pay T Higgins and Jamar Chase yet when they do they're probably not going to be as competitive the Chiefs they won that Super Bowl when Mahomes was still on a rookie deal because now he's making 175 million or whatever it is and they couldn't re-sign Tyreek so it sounds you know in a perfect world like yeah you could get a second round third round pick for Jordan Love but I don't know. I think it's better just to bring them back if you could get them to agree to do so because you're not going to get the return. I mean, you could have had T. Higgins that draft, but you took Jordan Love. So eventually you want him to be that guy. The thing is, it's going to come down to it. And the other thing is, we're not there at practice, man, evaluating him every single day. LaFleur and Gudikins know if Jordan Love is the guy. So if he is, you got to have a sit down and say, hey, Rodgers is back for one more year. Can you do it? And if he says no, you unfortunately have to trade him away. You can't hold the guy hostage. If you could, we should have kept Devontae Adams on that franchise tag deal because he's still the best receiver in the league. So at the end of the day, you kind of have to do right by Jordan Love, but also do right by your football team. That's why this whole thing is a big mess, and I didn't like the Jordan Love pick, man, because Aaron Rodgers still had years left on that deal. Then you had to give him another deal because you pissed him off with the Jordan Love thing. That was Everybody thinks I'm this Jordan Love hater. No. he just you, you, You lost in the NFC title game after giving up 300 yards on the ground you didn't need a backup quarterback you needed help for Kenny Clark or you needed T Higgins another wide receiver that's why I didn't like the Jordan Love pick this is not a knock on Jordan Love I'm rooting for him to be an all pro and win three Super Bowls if he's the guy he just wasn't like you could have took it taken your quarterback your project this year man now you get a Will Levis you get an Anthony Richardson it wasn't time yet Rodgers was what 33 34 it was a dumb pick but you have to understand and you know this. Rodgers, those two previous years, wasn't playing at an MVP level by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. So they, I'm assuming, Goody and LaFleur said, okay, he's coming to the end of his road. 
Father Time has caught up with him. He's on the other side. We will probably never have another opportunity like this to have a quarterback fall in our lap. This is kind of like Rodgers. Let's mm-hmm. get our guy if we believe in that guy. and We'll give him a year or two to figure this out. By that point, Rodgers will be ready to retire, and it'll be over. What they didn't think of was the revenge factor, the screw you and everybody that, that made this pick, and I'm going to prove all of you wrong, and the the. I don't think this is a word, but the remotivation of Aaron Rodgers to just come out like gangbusters and just go crazy and have an MVP year, a couple of MVP years where he's playing out of his mind. Like they didn't see that coming. I don't know if I would have saw it coming, but but now that you saw it, you're like, holy crap, okay. Well, yeah. why did it take Jordan Love pick to get him back to playing at that level for? I have no idea, but it did and away he went. Go back to what you said earlier as far as teams available. The Saints, okay? Don't know if you saw the reports, but there are reports that Sean Payton is interested in the Rams job, the Chargers job, or going back and coaching the Saints. The Saints still have him under contract. So if another team wants him, they would have to trade for him at this point. Payton is all for going back and coaching the New Orleans Saints again going forward. What this tells me is, is that Sean knew this was not going to be fun. This was not going to be a good year. He did not want to suffer through a long year. So he said, to hell with it. Let Dennis Allen or somebody else coach this crappy team. Get me a pick where we can get a quarterback. And then I'll come back a year later and coach the young stud quarterback that you have. Because what we have on this roster now, a quarterback, is not good enough to do anything. So I'll come back when we have the quarterback to mold and develop. So if that's what's happening, maybe it's, Sean, what do you want to do? You know, do you, do you want to roll the dice with Will Levis uh, if he's there from Kentucky? Do you want yeah. to trade and get Jordan Love? Do you think that can be your guy going forward in New Orleans? Because I really think now that I think Sean Payne's going back to the Saints. And he's going to be the head coach of the Saints. And he took a year out because he want to go through this crap that they're going through and wanted a young stud quarterback to mold and didn't want to waste a year of his life going through this. And they're crappy, in but I think that's what he did. Well, they're, and they're in cap hell. Like, you thought they were going to try to blow it all up, and then they're like, you know what? This is a pretty good roster. Let's try to win with Jameis because last year they were 5-2 and two with Jameis, and he only he had nine touchdown passes to three picks or something yeah. like that. He was playing his best football. But uh, then we saw Jameis, and, man, he was really bad. And Andy Dalton's been all right, except for when he gets into the red zone, he tends to throw up all over himself and throw those stupid picks. I mean, this year's been a mess, man. Kamara, you thought he was going to be suspended the first four games of the season, then he wasn't. Now he has to serve that suspension next year. He keeps fumbling on the goal line. Jarvis Landry hasn't been healthy. Mike Thomas, he showed up for three weeks and then pieced out again. Olave has been a bright spot as a rookie. The defense has not been what we expected. Injuries all over. Lattimore hasn't been healthy all season long. I could see it. I also think that that would just be like he's obviously wants to go back to coaching, and he was hoping that Dallas would just fall apart, and they would do – because, you know, Jerry Jones wants a Super Bowl. They can Mike McCarthy. But now they're winning games, and they look pretty good doing it other than yesterday when they had to come from behind to beat the Texans. Against Houston. Um, And then he probably wants that Chargers job. The problem is now what if the Chargers win out? That was a big win for them last night. But Staley's not good. Uh, Joe Lombardi is not good. He wants to coach Justin Herbert. But I think, yeah, if he has to, he'd go back to the Saints. But, again, I completely agree, man. I think that they'd rather roll the dice on a Will Levis, on an Anthony Richardson, on a What if they trade up and they get Stroud? And they yeah, put him you. with Olave, and now they got their, you know, Burrow-Chase connection in New Orleans, and then all of a sudden Sean Payton and Joe Lombardi are back together again uh, in New Orleans and doing their thing on offense. This is the problem for Jordan Love, man. Even like the crappy teams, 
right now. They have their quarterback position either, either figured out or they're going to be picking so high that yes. they're going to go with the 23, 24-year-old yep. on the rookie deal. They're not going to evaluate 26-year-old Jordan Love and then have to pay him a bunch of quarterback money too at the end of the day. You know, that's 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 what it all comes down to. So, unfortunately for Jordan Love, I know he's ready to play. I think it's going to have to be with the Green Bay Packers. I mean, because look at like look at some of these – like Carolina's winning games now all of a sudden with Sam Darnold. Sam they Darnold win the, They win yeah. out. They win the division. They but control they, their own destiny. Him back, but, but, you know, they'd probably look in the draft. But I don't know. I mean, there is always the outside shot. What it would take, I think, would be Jordan Love getting on the field for a couple more games. You're not yeah. going to evaluate him from the second half of an Eagles game where he comes in down two scores. And in that game, Green Bay was doing whatever they wanted offensively with yep. Rodgers as well. You know what I mean? He was picking that secondary apart. I know he had the two stupid picks, but I mean, they scored 31 points in that game. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. If I'm a betting man, I think Jordan loves backing up Aaron Rodgers another year. That's what I would say as well. Again, if I was the Packers, if I like him, I extend him. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the only other situation that would make sense would be Brady and the Buccaneers because you don't know what's going on there. So maybe Tampa Bay would be interested, but I don't know, man. Like Byron Leftwich. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's all that in a bag of chips. I think Bruce Arians was all that maybe in a bag of chips. And, and now that it's left, which all by himself, it doesn't appear that left, which is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know what? Maybe. What about a team, though, really quickly, like the Texans, who they don't want to win? So maybe they don't want C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, but they want to lose and have a shot at Caleb Williams, Drake May next year. So they're like, hey, maybe we could make a deal, a third round, fourth round pick for Jordan Love. If he's our guy, awesome. Then we don't have to use our first or second pick on our quarterback next year. Let's see what this kid could do, because we know Davis Mills stinks. Like yesterday, they're running like a two quarterback system with uh, Jeff Driscoll and and uh Davis Mills, and they still almost beat the Cowboys. But, like, what the hell is that? But, they again, they, look at the talent there. I mean, they've got a decent running back in Pierce, and then wide receiver, there, there's not much to write home about. Right. Uh, so they, they just need more talent on that team in general. All right, topic number two. Are you happy for Lions fans? And don't forget, the Packers and Lions will play each other the last game of the year. I tweeted out uh, on Sunday that I was happy for the Lions fans. Now, again, yeah. as a Packer fan, you should have been rooting for the Vikings, to clarify. We talked about this on the Kurt Along podcast on Friday, which you can download at Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple, you know, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, we talked about that on Friday. And I was not rooting for the Vikings. I couldn't root. I will not root for the Vikings. Uh, so the Lions, it was. And the Lions win that football game behind Jerry Goff. They do their thing. 
and they have a chance to be in the playoffs and they've got a favorable schedule going down the rest of the season as far as all of these games are winnable, including the Packers last game of the year at this point is winnable. Anybody that sees a Packers on the schedule should view it as a winnable game. I don't care who you are at this point. And so they have a chance to be in the playoffs and say what you want, but they have been like the Clippers or the Bucks of, you know, before Giannis and all those guys that fit in, in all of that between Ray Allen and Giannis those years, that's kind of what they've been. And now they have a chance to go to the playoffs. You yourself, Horvat, you have just killed Dan Campbell. You, you have not been a Dan Campbell fan this whole time. And yeah. dude, since that Packer game, man, and I think Campbell mentioned it, like we got over the hump in the Packer game and we haven't looked back since. And they really haven't. They've won, what, five or six, I want to say? I mean, they are on a roll right now. Yeah, so uh, I called that yesterday. I said the Lions are going to beat the Vikings. Mm -hmm. And I also said the Lions are a better football team. And I stand by that. I think Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Right now he is. Jared Goff's playing his best football. And And I'm including the year that the Rams went to the Super Bowl. This is the best we've ever seen Jared Goff look. He's pushing the ball down the field. That run game, Jamal Williams, now they just got like, they have the three, four backs. Like Swift, everybody was hyping up Swift coming into the season. He's probably right. their third best back right now, to be honest with you, man. Um, ben Johnson, though, their offensive coordinator. That guy's going to be a head coach. I I owe Dan Campbell an apology. I called him ah, a glorified there you go. Gym teacher, Sparky. A glorified gym teacher. And I liked no, but the thing was I didn't dislike him. I said he's probably like a tight ends coach or like a coordinator. He's very rah-rah. He can sell you on anything. But at the end of the day, is he just like is it is he cut out for this? And it it is like, yeah. It seems that he is. So yesterday I'm rooting for Detroit. I'll never cheer for Minnesota. I just feel like there's this mutual understanding between Lions fans, even the Bears fans and the Packer fans. I think those rivalries are fun, right? I'll never forget Aaron Rodgers getting knocked out of that game by Anthony Barr and then like the Minnesota newspaper labeling it as a top five moment in team history. I mean, you don't root for injury, man. And, And the stupid skull chant. And I just, I hate the Vikings. I called them yesterday the Minnesota frauds, and I stand by that. Kevin O'Connell, I mean, I, I think he's done a pretty fine job year one. Justin man, Jefferson what? had, what, over 200 yards receiving, and you still lost? And that's the thing, Sparky. Like, they have Justin Jefferson, the ultimate cheat code. But the problem is, defensively, they've given up 400 yards the past month. All uh, The last four games, they've given up at least 400 yards. That secondary is a mess. And, uh, you know, Zadarius had Zadarius is doing typical Zadarius stuff too, right? Gets up for the big games, the revenge game against Green Bay. He's talking trash. What milk cartons he been on the last three weeks? He's dinged up. There's something up with, with Zadarius. And I'm not just saying this because I wasted $120 on his jersey that I have to burn. But anyway, uh, Minnesota, frauds, Detroit. They look like the real deal. However, and I'm kind of happy for them, you know, because, I mean, they're, they're losers every single year. But at the end of the day, I'm rooting against them from here on out because we got a oh, big sure. coming up, you know, to close out the season. I know everybody's talking about their playoff chances. Last night I'm watching Sunday Night Football. Everybody's hyping up the Lions. Packers aren't dead yet either. We got a lot of help yesterday. Now, Minnesota winning that game probably would have been for the best, but I can't root for them to win the NFC North. I want that to be delayed as long as possible. I want them to lose out. I hate the Vikings. I don't really hate the Lions. They're a fun story, but I will be rooting against them the rest of the way. But yes, I will always root for Detroit over Minnesota. I hate that fan base, that organization more than any other team, maybe more than the St. Louis Cardinals. Could you imagine if that playoff berth comes down to Packers-Lions, the last game of the year? 
I'll have to go. And I'm going the week before. I'm going to the Minnesota game New Year's Day, just in case it's Rodgers' last start at Lambeau and just in case they're still alive, which I think they may still be alive. But, man, if that comes down to that game, whew. Then that rivalry will spark up a little bit. Then I don't think we'll be saying things about those Lions fans, all 35 of them. We'll be talking trash now. But see, that's the thing, though, too, right? So, like, if you're the Lions right now, yeah, you're winning, but you're also like, I hope Baker Mayfield goes back to being Baker Mayfield again because they're going to get the Rams' first-round pick. So you want the Rams to lose out. You want – there's a part – see, so the Lions are battling with the Packers for a playoff spot, sure. But then they also want that Rams pick to be as bad as possible, too. And now here sit the Packer and the Rams on Monday night football – so I don't even know what you're doing if you're lying. I guess it's a no-lose situation. Like, if the Packers lose, great. That takes them off our tail end for the playoff race. Uh, and if the, if the Packers win, that's okay because we already won, beat them once. So we get them at the end of the year. But the Rams' uh, draft position improves, and we get a better player to go along with it. Yeah, say well, oh, one more thing on that really quickly for the Lions, right? Let's say Green Bay uh, gets upset by the Rams, or let's say they lose on Christmas Day like most expect to the Dolphins, and they're done. Then I do want Jordan Love starting in a big game like that for Detroit, you know, with playoff implications, especially let's say Detroit needs to win to get in. I want Jordan Love out there. I want to evaluate him in a big game like that because uh, the other thing, the Lions' defense, I know Kirk Cousins threw for 400 yards yesterday or whatever it was. Lions' defense has stepped up, man. Okuda looks like a number one overall pick. It's getting better. He is so damn good. If it wasn't for Sauce Gardner, he'd be rookie of the year. But Sauce is the best defensive back in the league as a rookie. And then uh, I love the Rodrigo kid, the hard knocks linebacker. Oh, yeah. He's undersized. But yesterday, again, he's just like flying to the ball. He, uh, they're, they're fun. I wish they were in any other division, any other conference, and I'd root for them a little bit. Uh, St. Brown's awesome. Fun story. But I will say that, man. If it comes down to it and Green Bay's eliminated and we're playing spoiler – I don't want Rodgers out there. I want Jordan Love in a big game like that. Then then you'll see what he has. Yep, I, I agree with you on that for sure. All right, last topic here uh, to talk about. After watching the Dolphins the last couple of weeks, uh, and again, the Niners, okay, great defense, fine. They showed it again against Tampa Bay. So that defense is really good. But what we saw Sunday uh, against the Chargers, I don't know. After watching the Dolphins the last couple of weeks, do you feel better about the Packers' chances on Christmas Day now? Because – legitimately, I don't think Ryan or I had that high of hopes that they could beat necessarily Miami with this offense that was just absolutely throttling people. And now it looks like they've come crashing back down to earth the last couple of weeks, Ryan Horvath. Yeah, yeah. So I was really high on Miami coming into the season. I bet them to have over eight and a half wins, which seemed like that. And that was going to be easy money. And here we still sit at eight and five. Can't cash that ticket. My takeaway is like watching that game last night. First off, as pissed off as I was about the Jordan Love pick over T. Higgins, I'd be more pissed off if I was a Dolphins fan. And I've always been a big Tua fan, but you could have had Justin Herbert. And I know like social media, the internet, some of the football guys were going after Justin Herbert, calling him an internet, internet quarterback, social media quarterback. That's crazy talk. That guy... I saw it at Oregon, and I hate when we do the thing, Justin Fields, he's not going to work out in the NFL. When's an Ohio State quarterback ever worked yep. out? When's an Oregon quarterback ever worked out? Like, we weren't even talking about it. I mean, Justin Herbert played under Mario. It wasn't even the Chip Kelly offense, really. So that was just crazy talk. Um, but watching that game last night, Miami's really come crashing back down to earth. And defensively, they've kind of been a mess all season long in the secondary. They give up over 420 yards per game, one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So I think Green Bay could have some success there. They've been decent against the run. Their pass rush has been solid. But I think that that's a winnable game because I think you could score 28, 35 points on that defense. And then offensively, that was my concern. They're going to hang 40 on this Packers defense. But this is a Miami team where – 
even with Mike McDaniel calling the plays, and he was the run game coordinator yep. in San Francisco, they really can't run the football. You saw it last night. Raheem Mostert only had 37 yards in that game. Tua was their second leading rusher with 28 yards. Jeff Wilson had a bad fumble, got hurt in that game. They have not been able to figure out how to run the ball, which is crazy. And then all they've been doing this season, pushing the ball down the field. The problem is I gave them an excuse two weeks ago against San Francisco because not only were they going against that Niners defense and Nick Bosa, who had three sacks in that game, they did it without their two starting tackles. Last night, they get their tackle back. They're starting left tackle, and still Tua has been off. And the one, even if you were a Tua hater, you know, the, the bright spot about his game was always his accuracy. He's been the most accurate quarterback in the league. Last night, again, 10 for 28, I believe, 145 yards, took two sacks. He had a QB rating last night of 24.7, an overall eight, uh, rating of 65.4. Tua, it looks like something's off right now or he's hurt. The offensive line's been shaky. I think that that's a winnable game. So watching the last two weeks, uh, I feel a little bit better. And, and like you said, San Francisco, that's a top defense. But the Chargers, they've struggled all season long. They can't stop the run. I loved Miami going into last night's game. You could say must-win game for the Chargers. But, man, I mean, Miami Chargers doesn't are beat up on defense, too. They're missing players. It wasn't like all their guys were out there either. Right. You know, the other thing is this. You talk about the Dolphins crashing on earth, right? Yeah. Jets have come back. Yep. Giants have come back. I mean, all of a sudden, these teams that got off to these hot starts, when you want to be playing your best football as you get closer to the playoffs and be that hot team going into the playoffs, these teams that were hot early now all of a sudden have hit a wall and have kind of slowed down. The teams that maybe didn't get off to the best of starts, see Detroit, one and six or whatever it was, now all of a sudden have won five of six and are feeling it going forward. The Niners, like you talked about with Purdy at quarterback, my God, I was seeing – we do a green and growing podcast, Nathan Marzian and myself, and normally it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. Bucks play Tuesday and Thursday night. So I'm recording a green and growing podcast after this one, after this current long podcast on Monday with Kyle Madsen of 95.7 uh, The Game out in San Francisco. We're going to talk about Bucks Warriors, but I want to talk a little bit, even though it's a Bucks podcast, about this pretty character because yeah. what happened is social media, I don't know if you were following it yesterday, people were all talking about Trey Lance getting traded to every team in the NFL because of how well Purdy was playing. I think it was, what, uh, 20 yards in the air or more. He had one touchdown this year, Jimmy G. Trey Lance or um, Purdy had two yesterday. Jimmy G had one for the entire year. Some crazy stat like that. So if, if they were going to trade a Trey Lance uh, at some point, you know, now you've got Trey Lance possibly getting traded from San Francisco, Jordan Love possibly getting traded from Green Bay, plus all the picks available in the draft. I mean, there's going to be a lot of options for all these teams from a quarterback perspective. Mm-hmm. But the Niners and Purdy. If there's a downfield threat, like there appeared to have been yesterday against Tampa Bay, if that maintains going forward, Ryan Horvath, Niners, they're going to be a tough team come postseason. They're going to be real tough to get eliminated. Yeah, I bet them to win the NFC, and I feel fine even with Purdy because I've never been a Jimmy G guy. I hate the term game manager. I know, you know, Jimmy G's had some solid performances in big games. You go back to that Super Bowl, I think. Hell, man, he started like 12 of 12 or 13 of 13, but he's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. And I liked Purdy a lot at Iowa State. Problem was, the first two years that he was there, he was a first round talent, Purdy was. Matt Campbell was going to be the next big name. Yep. 
then they kind of just came like I don't know what really went down. What went down? I mean, the, the thing was like he was like a three star. Like even Brees Hall was like a three star. Campbell coached those guys up. We had such high expectations for that to be like a ten win football team, and they were an eight win football team, nine win football team. And Purdy had some bad performances his final year. He got benched a couple of those games, but he looks really good right now. He's playing with a bunch of confidence. It's my favorite story right now in the NFL. Like watching his dad tear up yesterday. He throws that touchdown pass. He beats Tom Brady in his first real start. His yeah. family's there to watch it. That's why I love this game, man. First time I mean, it's ever happened in Brady's career. I don't care. Watching his dad watch his son make that start, you thought – I mean, he didn't think the kid was going to get drafted. He was the last pick of the draft. He was Mr. Irrelevant. That was like, that's the circle of life right there. Then him beating Tom Brady. Also, shout out to Tom Brady. I know everybody hates Brady. I was taking some shots at him yesterday on social media, only because if Rodgers has that craptastic game yesterday, then everybody's killing him and, you know, just ripping Rodgers on how he needs to retire. Brady gets a free pass because of the Super Bowl rings I get. But... Uh, that DB picks off his pass and Brady wow. holding call. That, that I would have drew a middle finger on that ball if I was yep. Tom Brady or signed Peyton Manning. But what a class act move by Brady. Uh, goes back to San Francisco, gets the crap kicked out of him. What do him and Aaron Rodgers have in common? They both grew up rooting for the Niners. They both go there and get the crap kicked out of them. And you know why? Because that defense is so damn good. Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. I know we always talk about Kyle Shanahan and the run game and that flashy offense. I would kill for a defense. That's supposed to be Green Bay's defense this season. If they have a defense like San Francisco's, I don't care how bad Rodgers looked at times. I don't care that Aaron Jones had four carries going into halftime three weeks. If they had that defense, this would be a 10-11 win football team this year. Maybe better. Purdy is the first and only player to ever beat Brady in his first career start. That's never happened in Brady's entire career. (laughs) <laughs> it's never happened in Brady's entire career that a guy making his first NFL start has ever beaten him. And Purdy was the guy to beat him at that, at that moment in time. So I don't know. We'll see how this whole thing plays out, but yeah, I feel, I feel okay about this Packers team right now. Now it's just a matter of, of what happens on the defensive side of the ball and how they play the rest of the way out. And if Jerry Alexander can play with some consistency without giving up big plays every game, the rest of the way out. And the other thing is, you know, Joe Barry, and adjustments he makes within game and so forth. We'll get back to it again on Wednesday, another edition of Curd and Law. Congratulations to David Bakhtiari, a baby daughter Felix uh, that he had. I'm sure everybody saw him and Frankie's uh, baby girl. It was all over social media, so congratulations to them. That'll do it for Curd and Long. We'll see you Wednesday next time we record. Toodles!